This is the voice of Nene Ellison, your podcast host with The Art of Leadership. Have you ever lived in a city or, or known of those who live in cities where access to electricity is infrequent uh, or, or undependable? I think many of us are aware of the role that backup generators play in hospitals when the power goes out and lives are saved. But there was a time when when I lived in such a city and I was fortunate enough to be able to have a generator. It was a large generator and electricians had connected it to the house so that when the power went out, all that was needed was for the generator to get started and electricity would be available to, to many parts of the house. The first evening that the power went out, I went to go start the generator. I thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I, I had gone through the process of what switches to turn either off or on. And all I had left was the last step. I had to pull the cord to get the motor started. This was the part I wasn't as confident in, but I went on ahead with all my strength and I pulled that cord. Yep, I pulled that cord right out of the generator. Oh, oh my goodness. Can you imagine me standing in the dark, holding onto a pull cord that was not attached to anything? Realizing that for all the preparation and all the planning, we were still going to be in the dark for the rest of the night. You probably aren't surprised that I have a tenuous relationship with anything that has to start with a pull cord. And perhaps my experience with generators, and, and I, could, I could share several more, is, is part of the reason when I first saw this idea of generative thinking, my mind actually read generator thinking. Ah, now that's something I should read about. But, but the word wasn't generator, it was generative. Generative thinking is a concept that, that does resonate with me. It's the idea that there's really nothing new under the sun, but we put different combinations of that nothing new under the sun into a conversation, something generative happens, and we see things from different and perhaps unique perspectives. As you gain skills needed to initiate generative conversation, this idea shared will not only move you to a clarity of action, but will also serve to take you to a gateway of other topics where resolutions are not evident. The way you speak generates possibilities, or it, it closes doors. This week, I was on a leadership roundtable call where it was discussed that in years past, there were two topics that should never be discussed in the workplace setting, politics and religion. And then one of the leaders pointed out that race, talking about race, didn't even make it to this list because it was so well known that the topic of race was taboo. In these weeks of an increased need for a greater understanding about racial disparity, there is one resource that every leader has, no matter how large your company or how large your team, really no matter what your specific role is as a leader. And the resource I'm referring to is the opportunity for generative dialogue. The dialogue that, that's being pursued these days could be the springboard to diving into deep waters of uncomfortable conversations or could result in, in belly flopping with the result of even more discomfort felt by all. How can we learn, how can we all learn to engage even more deeply in generative dialogues? 
leaders can learn to dive. You know, knowing there's still going to be times when we, when we probably belly flop. But, but how do we do that? How do we learn to dive into deep generative dialogues? Two questions that, that I've been asking myself is, am I willing? And so I'll ask you, are you willing to be vulnerable uh, with shared experiences in your conversations? Can you take the time to generate a space where authentic dialogue has the potential for initiating meaningful relationships? Generative conversations involve direct, honest exchange of sharing and inquiry between people who have released their need for certainty, for knowing that they are right, and have opened themselves up to hear possibilities and deeper meanings than either one of them could have thought up individually. Even when there are significant differences, generative conversations are marked by deep respect as you look at your deeply held assumptions and beliefs with curiosity, and instead of feeling a need to defend what you see as right, opening yourself to seeing things anew from a different perspective. In generative conversations, all voices, all perspectives truly do matter. When you approach a conversation in this way, your goal is to engage in dialogue, to weave patterns together instead of defending certain positions or certain beliefs. In fact, generative conversations are based on the principles of dialogue. Ideas and thoughts are shared, expanded on, and brought to greater meaning. The result is that each person wins by walking forward with a deeper understanding of another person's point of view. Every one of us has a story to tell. You have a story as you're listening to my voice, and, and I have a story to tell. There are times when it's the right time to share our stories, and there's times to listen to the stories of others. But unless you position yourself for generative dialogue, you can't move forward with meaningful action. This week, listening to a, a leader in the finance industry talk about how to lead through times of chaos, there were three words that came to the foreground. Listen. Learn, lead. Listen, learn, lead. In that order. In his book on solving tough problems, Adam Kahane says, we have to bring together the people who are co-creating the current reality to co-create new realities. We have to shift from downloading and debating to reflective and Generative Dialogues. Adam has worked around the globe as a facilitator of processes where businesses and governments and civil society leaders work together to address intractable issues. And, and here's some of the things that he shares, and he's got a lot more, but I just picked a few things that, that I felt I wanted to share with you today from this person who is an expert at looking at how do we solve problems without force. The first one is pay attention to how you are talking and how you are listening. When you get on a certain topic, do you find your voice getting louder? Do you find yourself verbally pointing fingers like you did this or I did this, you did this, I must do this? So his first advice as we talk about these kind of conversations is to, is to pay attention to how we're listening and how we're speaking. The second thing he says is to reflect on what your role is. And then he says, you know, you're, you're not the source of truth. 
For years, I have used a phrase to help me get focused when things are overwhelming, particularly in times of change and chaos. And the question I ask myself is, what's my job? What is my role in this situation? The third thing he talks about is no surprise. He talks about listening, listening to others who have a stake in the system. Listen to what's being said, not just listening to yourself, but by others. And then he says, listen to what is being said through all of you. That's powerful, that the words begin to shift when you begin to step back and listen to the total picture. He says, relax and and be fully present. You know, this idea of being present is one that comes up a lot these days. And if you want some very practical steps, how to understand your own presence and what you need to do to get to that point, go back and listen to my podcast on true presence. He says, don't let your fear of what you might have to give up or who you might have to betray derail your ability to contribute to the conversation. And then the last thing I want to share with you is he says, get ready to find yourself stuck. What? Get ready to find yourself stuck? I was in a conversation two weeks ago with a very passionate leader whose perspective was one I was, I was struggling to understand, and, and I was stuck. And so I shared with her that I, I couldn't see my way forward with what she was suggesting needed to be done for resolution. And I told her, I'm stuck. And as the conversation continued, I realized that she too, perhaps, was just as stuck. We cannot solve problems within the current context. We cannot change the context we find ourselves in on our own with just our circle of influence, with just our friends and our colleagues. And the people we need to engage in in order to shift the context don't understand, don't agree, and don't trust one another. That's why there's, there's got to be a willingness to talk, to engage in generative dialogue. So let me ask you, are you seeking the opportunities for generative dialogue? Are you intentionally going out to find those that you can have these kind of conversations with? Are you stuck? My encouragement to you this week is to keep your dialogue real. And as you feel stuck, to be honest that you don't have the answers, but that you're willing to engage in the dialogue until clarity comes for what next steps should be. One other thing I want to offer this week, if you haven't already, is consider completing a self-assessment on how you, as an individual, communicates. You can gain access to completing your profile and and an hour with me as we discuss your perspective at www.healthyleadership.online. Look for the course called Relationships Accelerate Results. Mm -hmm.